Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveals, that show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. That's geeky, that's weekly, that's geekly, and hey, it's me, it's, it's your host, I'm, it's, it's birthday man, that's what they call me. It's me, Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet. Once again, I am joined by my sweet and savory co-host, would you like to tell people who it is that you are? Um, and uh, I'm Stephanie, I'm Captain Steph on Twitter, Snowqueer on Tumblr, Hello Steph on Instagram, and I'm the they who calls him the birthday man. And what's up? <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's great to be here as always. It's uh, Eric. I'm back from my banishment. I'm yeah, we did Losey. kick him off last week. Tindy Losi and went on the internet, and uh, I'm the sweet friend. That's true. I am the savory friend. <laughs> Is it because you're salty? Yes. See, I would. I, I think I'm somewhere in between. I feel like I'm a little bit umami. <laughs> Ooh, mommy. Ooh, thank, mommy. thank you, because I didn't want to have to do it. <laughs> no, I, I, I would consider myself sweet, because I'm pretty caked up. Uh, hey. I'm sweet, because I probably mommy. have, you know, early diabetes or whatever, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sick! Hey, how y'all, how y'all doing this week? Uh, you know, capitalism and time marches on, and we continue to labor under it, but I'm yeah. feeling good other than that. I did plenty of capitalism this week. Uh arguably too much of capitalism uh but yes that's subjective to be true. fair all capitalism is too much so we're not going to shame you for buying stuff true not until we have a better system you know no ethical it's consumption true. but sometimes there's baller consumption <laughs> <laughs> there's only baller consumption under capitalism that's like the, the, i'm gonna lead you down the path that rocks like <laughs> <laughs> what's that from uh emperor's new grooves Kronk's shoulder like Shoulder angel and shoulder devil. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Oh, he, yeah, he said in a little squeaky voice, too. Yeah. I'm going to lead you down the path that rocks. Patrick Arbiton doing his one voice. But it's a good voice. It's a good voice, so we don't hold it against him. We should have, like, a, a word for voice actors like him and Justin Roiland, who don't necessarily have a lot of range, but are still really good actors. Because Justin Roiland has, like, three voices that he does. Like, he has Rick, Morty, and then a third one. I guess Lemon Grab. Yeah, um, and then his real <laughs> like voice, like a higher pitched one. Yeah, but he like you could tell the difference between them, and he could do emotion with them. He's a good actor. He just have a lot of range, and that's fine. And Patrick Warburton, you call him to do the voice, and he does the voice very well. So it's called specialization, I suppose. That's that. That might be the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Being good at your craft. Hey, did y'all do any food crimes this week? No, that's uh for <sighs> after this podcast today. Uh, we're you know, peek behind the curtain. We're recording on a Saturday, and Saturday is usually when I do my food crimes. Oh shit! Oh. Anything Man. planned to tell the people a little spoiler alert? Yeah, I want to go find that cheese it tostada. Oh no, well. he's gonna do it! I'm gonna do thank it. You. Yeah, we <laughs> thank you. We talked about it last thank week. Thank you for your so. sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I had been on last week, I would have tried to go and get it last week. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, we know. So for your health, I'm glad that you didn't record last week <laughs> yeah because maybe you would have been on your second one this week <laughs> yeah which would have been real bad i don't know i i don't know it doesn't look too bad it just looks like a big cheese it yeah it's, it's gonna be crunch. one of those like okay is it like is it something where it's like i ate it for the meme or is it like a new and interesting combination of the five taco bell ingredients right like well do you guys remember like outpaces others so you remember the pizzone Right from Pizza Hut. Of course, Hut. I remember the. Pizone. Do you remember the cheese it Pizzone where it was just a big cheese it? 
I do not remember that, but that sounds like it feels like a hot Cheetos kind of. It's like like it sounds like the Doritos Locos Taco is what it sounds like. Yeah, I mean it was just like the Pizone version of that. Yeah, which it was. It was just like, what if we toasted bread and like pretend we called it a cheese it, and then stuffed it with pizza toppings, and it was fine. Wasn't good, but you know it's not. So this isn't my first rodeo with cheese it's based fast food. We've got a we've got an expert on our hands. <laughs> yeah, got a... look, I'm an expert in all food crimes because <laughs> I'll just try anything once. Forensic food crimeologist. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's what I had. Uh, uh, no, I, that's not what I had. I had the uh, that space coke again this past week. Oh, I coke didn't Starlight. Like, I didn't like that. It. Uh, I so still haven't tried it, it. You know what it reminds me of? Actually, I just know, thought about it this weekend. Is, space. Um, yes. No, I, you remember that s'mores whiskey I, I got from uh, Southern Tier? Yes. Please sponsor us. It has like a flavor that reminds me of that, like a, like the marshmallow flavor of like, oh, this is just the taste of sugar. Like not necessarily more sugary, but it tastes like sugar rather than just being really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I kind of picked up on. It's something that was almost like a vanilla or a graham crackery flavor. But I have no clue what it actually is. But it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. It's I think... Old, it's cooked. I think the problem that I had with it was I got the zero version of it and it just tasted like Oh, that's too many. Yeah, I'm going to just tell you modifications. That, that was the problem. Yeah, it just tasted foul. Uh, you had Cosmic Space. That was uh, the black yeah. hole version. You know that uh, Crystal Pepsi is supposedly back in stores too. Sure, why not? Why don't Why don't we just just bring back all the bad stuff? You know. Yeah. Uh, so let's, uh, let's revisit. Like we're. It's like we've got neo Reaganism. We've got <laughs> Crystal Pepsi. The thing <laughs> like, is, from what I understand, Crystal Pepsi doesn't have a different flavor from regular Pepsi. It's just regular Pepsi, but without the like dye. But I, I'm wondering if the like, dye has the a flavor caramel to color. It. Yeah. It's I don't, possible. I, I mean, it's possible that it has a has a flavor, but like, I don't know. I do. I, I I can buy that. I, I I don't know what that ends up meaning, but I'm willing to buy that. Yeah, it's like, but I'll buy it. Yeah, I will try it. I will. Lo- I will love to try it. So I've been getting these uh, brown sugar cold from uh, cold brews from Dunkin' Donuts. They're pretty good. Oh, that sounds yummy. Yeah, brown sugar mostly just tastes like regular sugar, but with a uh, melanin. It's got like right? a yeah with melanin. I was gonna say it has like just a little bit of like a richer molasses here. Yeah, it does taste different. Yeah, flavor to being, it. Being no, my local Dunkin' is so bad that I I refuse. How to, bad is it? I I mean, got rid of so their so bad do- that I refuse to go. Yeah, they got rid of their dollar menu and that, or like their value menu or whatever, and that kind of pissed me off. I didn't know that was even a thing, my man. That's, that's well, you know, me. they used to have those like you know two croissant sandwiches for five dollars or whatever. Oh yes, okay, it's just gone. Like I just went there one day and I tried to order my normal. Hey, I want two croissant sandwiches and a coffee. They're like, cool, that's twelve dollars. I'm like, that is far too much. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 too much monies. Okay, well, uh, unless we have any other food crimes, we have uh, a good bit of news on the docket. Yeah, uh, let's where, hit it. where do y'all want to start? We have a few different things. The good, the bad, or the ugly. I mean, we can just start with how the week started, which was the uh, Final Fantasy fourteen billboard. <laughs> yeah, let's start yeah, with that. Yeah, tell me about this, because I didn't actually look up anything about it. Sure. I was like, I'm just going to let them explain it to me. Sure, and I can't... This really... is, yeah, this is only tangentially related to video games, actually. Yes, and it, it, it's more related to the real world, and like, kind of like video game cringe culture... Uh, flowing uh, into it. I know all about cringe culture. I have yeah. things well, to say. Well, beloved ding dong, let's go. Yeah, so 
they um in final fantasy 14 you can have like player housing and you know you build your house you put a lot of fancy things in it and then like you know they're encouraged like oh it's a social space like you can have people over into it you know invite people to your mm-hmm. house hang out there is that how the friends at the table stream did that like yes aquarium they went and tour? saw they went and saw an aquarium yeah uh, that someone that was like something someone had built yes and like so like i have a house that's built out you know like my my guild has one that's all built out fancy house yeah like it's fun it's a fun part of the game and you know like people use it then to like role play like because uh-huh. a lot of people play these types of games because they enjoy like the role playing aspect where they create backstories for their characters like you know what they do existing in the world like that kind of stuff yeah and then there's cool. the side like of role play that is kind of less about the fantasy of living within a Final Fantasy world and more of just being horny on the internet. <laughs> horny on the internet. Um, the ultimate fantasy. Yeah, which is like erotic roleplay, which don't get me wrong, erotic roleplay can also be tied into those characters that people come up with and like they have existing relationships with other characters in the game, like that kind of stuff. Fine. Yeah, and like, it's like, yeah, if that's what you were to do, that like, that's fine. That's a perfectly valid use of the characters you've created. Yes. Like, but yeah, sex is a normal part of life. Yeah. However, so <laughs> but what this has spawned is kind of like an offshoot, kind of like community in Final Fantasy fourteen that is like the nightclub community in Final like Fantasy fourteen. The the FFX IV like swingers club. Like. Yes, where it's like these guilds will buy giant houses and then like build them up to look like nightclubs inside they'll have dance parties they'll have like they like hire djs to like dj a set on I'm gonna say, can you do like a phone party in final fantasy 14 like I, like yeah like Just everyone casting blizzaga over and over, and over. <laughs> like i don't really know like I've only been inside one of these, like, when it was, like, a friend's free company was holding one just as, like, a fun thing, and it was, like, a Valentine's Day party or whatever, but, like, this is, like, a thing that I you see advertised all the time, like, if you're sitting in one of the main cities in the game, people will constantly on the weekends be like, come to our club at, at this plot, at this whatever, <laughs> It's amazing. like, we do giveaways, we do, and, like, I understand when it's, like, they do giveaways or, like, trivia, like, they'll have, like, a trivia night as if it's a bar, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's a cool thing to do with that technology. But, like, some of them are just nightclubs where it's just, like, scantily clad characters dancing on tables or, like, on a, like, a stage as if it's a strip club. Um, mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff. And this has been, like, a whole thing in the game for years. You know, it's existed. Yeah. For the first time this past week, it bled over into reality <laughs> because one of these nightclubs, it was called, I think it's like Rain Nightclub or whatever on some server, bought multiple billboards across multiple states <laughs> advertising a beach oh party that they were having, I guess, tonight, technically. Uh, so June ni- or July 9th. Uh-huh. It's my like, birthday after all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> advertising for you to come and like it put up they put up on the billboard like what djs were going to be djing sets on twitch for them like at the time like wild stuff and it came out that they spent something like sixteen thousand dollars to get these billboards put up (laughs) and it's like not the first time that they've spent money on advertising like this before apparently but not with billboards like they usually like buy like social media tweet campaigns and stuff like that uh-huh, but, like, sure. and they were ugly, too, though, right? Oh, they were like, hideous. Absolutely hideous. Like, that, 90s website, but, like, banner ad hideous. <laughs> you know what they look like to me, though, like, which which made me smile, is when you're on campus, um, and I don't know if this was just, like, 
I, I I don't know if this was part of like um like the black college experience, but people would ha- hand out flyers like, hey, there's a party this weekend, and they looked exactly like that, except with like poorly photoshopped in like human women instead of like video game women. Right. But it was yeah. equally as bad and as gaudy. Of like, you know what? Screw it. We have some women on a green screen. Just clip them out and throw them on this Photoshop 2.0 gradient and call it a day. Maybe some bottles of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> People will know what we're about. And, and the font doesn't work. It's like Microsoft clip, like, word art. <laughs> and so there it were, brought me back. There were a number of things about this that um, kind of, like, caused a stir within the community. One, mm-hmm. blatantly broke a bunch of copyright laws. <laughs> They had put, like, Final Fantasy XIV's logo on there. They put Square Enix's logo oh on God. there. Like, all this different stuff. Like, a bunch of copyright law issues. Come to our issues. Final Fantasy XIV orgy, co-sponsored by Squeenix. Right. Like, <laughs> making it look like that Square had endorsed this thing. Well, it directed you to their website or their Discord. And on their Discord, they had multiple channels in their server specifically for not safe for work or erotic roleplay or, like, just straight-up porn channels. Like, uh-huh, which, like, you when you're directing people across the nation to your Discord server, like, That's you should, not, yes, you should scrub like, that. Like, that shouldn't be there. Um, <laughs> and additionally, if you are advertising this and it makes it look like this business is attached to it, you they don't want that association. Then the business is, like, going to be like, what? Yeah. Like... If you went to you their... said Square Enix told you to go to the erotic roleplay server? Yeah, and if you go to their website, it also had, like, advertising for the ability to buy, like, erotic roleplay services. So basically, like, hiring somebody like, who would, I, like... Like Final Fantasy sex work! Yes. <laughs> oh my god, literally... That sounds kind of illegal to use Square Just stuff on this. fucking yeah. wildest shit. People come up with the wildest <laughs> shit. And, Constantly. And, you know, like, and none of this in a vacuum is necessarily bad. I don't no. want to. Yeah. Because, like, hey, you know you want to do erotic role play? Cool. You even want to pay someone to do that? Cool. But you can't just put a billboard out that anyone could see and be like, hey, buy this. Yeah, we're not going to check your age. We're going to assume you're an adult, which yeah. is not a good idea. And, like, their argument was that they're not advertising anything for sale on the billboard. They're just saying, come to this party. It's like, yes, but you're. Like, it's also, like, implicit. Like, this is what services your free company offers like you you do want people to pay in-game money for things which then also like ties into like real world money trading like are they like how does a guild have sixteen thousand dollars to blow on advertising on advertising across like multiple states no and it's like it's one of those things where it's like how do they have that kind of money like is it just one rich member it's like no like they apparently have some sort of way that they gain funds like yeah, like, is it Twitch streaming? Like, whatever it is, like, you know, but either way, like, Square Enix does have, like, specific things in their terms and conditions about, like, you can't trade in-game money for real-world money. That is, like, we will just terminate your account. Um, yeah. Additionally, the characters <laughs> featured on the billboard featured multiple mods, which modding is also against Square's terms of service. Really? Yeah, so, like, mods to make their, like, graphical mods to make, like, their faces and bodies look different, which is why they look bad. Like, they look worse than, like, they do normally. Additionally, they had also used... On top of that! They had used a mod to uh, obtain data, like, um, kind of, like, data mined outfits from, like, an upcoming patch that they then put on those characters. See, that's what's going to piss them off even the most, is, like, now you're getting into... (laughs) 
You're breaking several rules without even talking about copyright infringement. Yes, and the thing is, is like specifically the game that uh, Yoshi P, the head developer, like the the guy in charge of Final Fantasy XIV, basically, in the previous week's live letter where he like gets on and like talks about the state of the game or whatever, was like, uh-huh. hey. We know you data mine stuff and like talk about it on forums. That's cool, but please just don't post it everywhere. Like you know, like we want people to be able to be surprised. Like yeah. he- like Let's put you know, it on a like, fucking billboard. Then these <laughs> these fucking clowns on. put it on a billboard. Blast. <laughs> so just what's like the incredible. Best, what's the most blast we can put this on? <laughs> Literally on a billboard. <laughs> incredible. Uh, so yeah, incredible. it was just kind of like it. it I don't really, I don't have a follow-up on it, because, like, it's been, you know, four or five days at this point, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if that party is still happening. I know throughout the week there were people at the house protesting, there were people, like, it was basically just, a ga- like, an inflection point for a bunch of weirdos to go gather at this house or whatever. At the the Final Fantasy house, not yeah. the real house. Yeah. Well, in real life, people should be gathering outside Supreme Court Justice's house. Yes. Well, and in real life, I believe the billboards got taken down the next day because they probably those companies probably got sent a like, cease and desist. Fucking influx. Yeah. Like. Plus, like these billboard companies are like. Being... Dog, they're like dog. We had no idea. We assumed that no one was giving us illegal pictures. They looked yeah. fine to us. Yeah, and they're not going like, to check. Like, we just glue it up there, man. Yeah. Like, I just, it's, it's so funny to me just because of like, if you there's like, layers. there's layers, there's absolute clown good. shit, yeah. just clown shit. On well, and then there's shit. like the additional layer of like the people who put, who paid like for the billboard people in that free company or whatever, like people, mods on their discord, like defending themselves being like, we ran everything by, they didn't say a lawyer. They said somebody with experience in the legal field. And I'm like, you didn't talk <laughs> so to a like, lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, so you talk to your, like, friend's brother yeah. who's a paralegal. <laughs> like, and the thing is, or, like... like, who you... answers the phones at, like, a bankruptcy firm or something. Yeah, like me. Like, also, what did that person tell you to do? Did they tell you it was okay? Because they probably still didn't say that that was okay. Yeah, like, even if you called me, and I'm not even, like, I am not a lawyer, don't take legal advice from me. But, like, if you called me and asked me, I'd be like, no, that seems illegal. <laughs> like, like, cool, we just want to say we talked to somebody. Yeah, like... You want to talk about some, uh, some other fandom clownery? Uh, yeah, sorry, that, I know that that oh, was layers. a long story, but just, like... No, but it had layers. Yeah. Uh, like Shrek. Yeah, it was like an onion. But, uh, this isn't about Shrek, this is about... Have you heard about the Gentle Minions? The people who are dressing up in full, like, formal outfits and seeing the Minions movie, correct? Yeah, yeah. And does that yeah. come adjacent to or simultaneous with the like the like four tickets to the barbie movie please uh they're not related but around the same time um just because we started there's not leaks it's just the production photos of barbie is just say showing us everything so people are like this movie looks sick let's go see it um but there's like this ironic almost morbius level fascination with the minions um but we all joke about it but it started at that point where you know, you know how like, people are like. Are we joking or are we genuinely into this? People now? love those wacky tic tacs. Well, like, <laughs> not even that though, because you got to remember when boomer memes of minions were coming out a thing. It was like no one actually goes to watch the Despicable Me movies. They just take their little kids to go see them so they can like offload them for two hours. Yeah, that feels like that was like ten years ago almost. And you know what those what happens over time? People get older. So there's people that like, man, that shit is trash, but I have nostalgia for it. So I'm only half joking about going to go see this yeah. movie. Um, yeah, I mean, like I like we recently watched the Shark Boy and Lava Girl movie again. That was a bad movie. Like, 
But it was fun to watch and be like, this is a terrible movie. Yeah. Which, you know, that all would be fine. Like, I don't mind people being a little bit ironic and memeing about going to go see a movie. But it's when they start, like, being loud and obnoxious and drunk and moshing in the theater. Where it's like, okay, guys, like... When you bronify the fa- the situation. Yeah, when you bronify the situation or Rick and Mortify the situation where, you know, you're not... The two greatest mistakes an internet male can make. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the past, yes. There, there's a few other options that are pretty bad, but those are up there, That's too. That's true. Which, uh, like in a in a non-crime way. Oh yeah, um, which is a shame because both those shows are acceptable. I I watched a couple episodes of My Little Pony. It was fine, not for me. Um, Rick and Morty I very much like, and the fans are like, "What if we made it horrible?" I'm like, "Well, that sucks because this show's pretty nifty." But yes, yeah, so people are being real dumb about it. It's like 18 year olds and stuff, so people that are still kind of in the kid zone, but like old enough did. to, you know, they're above 14, so they did know better. Uh-huh. So, just, so people had to start saying, "Hey, you can't, if you're in a group of people in suits, you can't. You, we're not letting you in our theater." Just so funny. Which, Are they being so, that like they're being that disruptive? Yeah, like I said, like they're moshing and like just being oh loud my and God. like yelling for the movie. I thought they were just going to the movie. Like this is not like a fucking yeah, like Rocky as. Horror experience, my bo- my guys. Yeah, not now. Uh, maybe in, a, in ten years we can Rocky Horror picture the Minions Rise of Gru. But right now, yeah. they're just being very disruptive to, like, families seeing Genuine it. Genuine children want to see this movie right now. Yeah, because and, it's a movie for children. And they're not too far from being these genuine children, but just, like, that old, the, like, the older teenager kind of vibe of, like, mm-hmm. not really thinking about how your consequence, how your actions have consequences on other people. Right. Like, you have your id, so you know that things affect other people. You're just not thinking about it. Uh, so it kind of sucks, but, you know. At least gr- people said, hey, how come memes worked for the Minions, but it didn't work for Morbius? I'm like, because people actually do like the Minions. Like, it's not everybody, but there is an audience for the Minions. There was no audience for Morbius. So. I watched a YouTube video about a guy who saw Morbius every day for an entire week. I, saw, uh, I think I saw that video. Yeah, apparently it doesn't get what better with repeated uh, viewings. <laughs> It's still bad every was that, time. Was that the guy that's like, yeah, but I like I paid to go see other movies and just <laughs> no, snuck into... Yeah. He said he every time... He snuck into Morbius every single time because he didn't want to give Jared Leto any money because, you know, that dude's a scumbag. He's a and so he bought tickets they to everything, everywhere, to all at once, every single time, and then went and saw... Like, went and that's snuck Praxis, into Morbius. That's actually. That's, like... That's, that's direct action. Yeah. It's just very he funny. He said it was difficult having to sneak between theaters. Because yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you can't do that. He's like, but I'm gonna... It's Just funny, too, because it's like, he was like, I can't possibly get caught doing this because there's no way I can explain to someone that I'm sneaking out of everything everywhere all at once and into <laughs> Morbius. <laughs> the ultimate, like, what are you doing with your life, man? And he's like, actually, I'm a YouTuber, so I don't know what I'm doing with my life currently. So, yeah, there's re- really, really nothing. Sorry, my man. But he did that for us. <laughs> for the content. Such a good... So yeah, moving right around. Here's some more goofy stuff that happened in the fandom world. So some guy faked a speedrun at GDQ because um, he, yeah, uh, he was one of the uh, virtual attendees. So apparently he did the, the bulk of his run the correct way, but the DLC, he just like spliced together a, a VOD. Um, and people very much picked up on it almost right away. And his goal, I guess, was to rob GDQ of their credibility because he doesn't like how they spend their money and what they stand for. Um, GDQ stands for... Games done quick. Dr. Lob- yeah, no, Lob- I mean... I mean- like medicines without borders, yeah, or like medicines at frontiers, yeah. like doctors yeah. without borders. I was like, yeah, that's the like, charity they man, do for sure summer. hate, sure hate sending doctors abroad. Like that's 
what a weird like that's almost so, as bad as saying like I oppose saving the children. Like what children? It's he, like he also like the children was trying to say something about like the fact that I mean this was just a copy pasta that he pretty much just read like word for word. But it's basically like the idea that like he doesn't like that the individual runners get to take the glory of the speed run that the entire community essentially builds. Which like uh-huh. in a way I'm like yeah that is correct, but like weird way to do this i guess <laughs> yeah he said yeah, there should be more people like... trying to innovate and stuff like that which there are fair complaints with how speed running is up is like uh, uh to the public but also i know a lot of people are just mad at gdq uh because they're like hey dog uh don't say slurs or we won't let you out of our event and people are like speed running was so much better like back in the day i'm like back when speed you running was back in the was better when i could say slurs yeah a lot of people won't say that's their problem but like you can kind of tell just from the way that they talk in their general demeanor like yeah oh, maybe yeah. You, you don't like some of the runs that get in or you think other things should be prioritized like i didn't like most of the run i didn't care about most of the runs this past uh summer games on quick but i still like watched and tuned in and was like cool 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 um and not every year is going to be great for you but like you can't be mad that certain runners didn't get in or certain games didn't get in and you know they're like hey we need to get more female speed runners but we actually this year we had percentage of uh what is it submissions we overcorrected like so we had percentage wise more women and non-men ran than submitted proportionally and they're like and it was too low we're sorry about that we need to get more submissions so that's what we need to work on and they're like yeah it's like, like we cool need submissions to yeah, the submissions were the problem, not necessarily the admissions. Um, and a lot of people don't like that. You know, they want it to be cishet white dudes that, that want to say slurs and run just like Doom and Halo all the time. Also, like, that's such a, like, such a, like, I don't know, like, backwards take on the, like, the community element of the speedrunning thing. From cause, Because, like, from what I've heard about it, like, from your, like, forays into it, Dom, like... That's part of the point of speedrunning is that it's collaborative, that, like, everyone's working to find a way to shave off the time. Like, it's, like, just because only one person is getting to do it in public for that one day doesn't, I don't know, like, it doesn't feel like it takes the shine off of Yeah, not when you have a good community. Yeah, I think that's the problem, too, is when you have a shitty community, everyone's going to probably try to fight for themselves. But I know, like, most of the speedruns I like, they will tell you about how awesome their community is, how they're looking for more people that are just uh, glitch hunters. Like, there are people that are part of the speedrunning community that are like, like I have no uh, execution ability. I'll never be able to get a world record in this. But I will play this game for thousands of hours to try to find every wall that you can walk through. And the speedrunner's like, thanks, we need that, because I don't want to do that, but I do want to perfect the movement. Uh, so the, there's there's all portions of it. There are people that look for new strategies. I know there were people I saw in Persona Five, just one person who was just running around dungeons, just just trying to run into walls and dash through stuff, and found a glitch. They're like, yo, this is gonna save the whole speed run like an hour if we can figure out how to consistently do this. Like, do you run the game? They're like, no, I don't run the game. I just really like Persona Five, and that that's cool. So this person was on some other shit and just trying to. Again, there's no glory, really, either, to getting a world record yeah, at GDQ. Like, you just get the world record, and people are like, fine, there it is. It yeah, like, what a, it's like, what a niche world record to have. It's like, fucking, like, I don't know, hockey stats are really wild. Like, my roommate's always telling me about hockey stats, that because they're always, like, like, needlessly specific. Like, ah, this is the first time in a home game that the uh, alternate goalie has managed to score more than once. And it's like, 
why, why are you keeping track of things at that level? Yeah, and I feel and, like having like a speed running like is a similar level of like, like it is because this was DLC for Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is like a what eight year old game at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's a s- subcategory to a subcategory. Yeah, he was just yeah, wild like out. The, just yeah, but lo- mm, people are dumb. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Is just people want to be disruptive, and there's always going to be somebody who wants to do something to hurt people, even if it's. The, f- the harm is just <laughs> I made a company look bad for like 13 seconds so there's that uh, but there are good things in the world uh, are there? Is- yeah but we're not getting to them just yet this is a neutral oh. uh, so the Stranger Things guys are apparently going to do a live action Death Note is it neutral? <laughs> is this general news and not uh, be- news it- with a it's only bad if they do bad I'm still under the belief that you can do a live action, specifically American slash westernized version of Death Note, and it be good. Because all the problems with that were not, this just doesn't work in live action. The problems were, well, this character motivation doesn't make sense. You half did the original, but then you changed it. Like, this guy's name is Light Turner, but like, who knows a guy named Light to begin with? That doesn't really make sense in, in English, and this guy wants to do this, but that doesn't fit Light's motivation, the original one, and Ryuk is just kind of here, and L is weird in a different way. It's like, yeah, you didn't have to do all those things to get the general purpose of. There's a Death Note, there's a guy with a god complex, a detective wants to stop him, and it and, and a, a Shinigami follows him around. You could do that and change, and obviously the whole, I want to kill people in prison for XYZ reason, there's a different set of politics that you have to follow in America, because... Yeah, you just have to, like, treat that so differently because of who is incarcerated in America. Like, And that can be fascinating. Like, you can yeah, change could... the whole entire story. And they're like, no, we're not. We're going to do it bad. Um, so the Stranger okay, Things guys, yeah. they'll take... It could be good. I have no faith that it will be. I'm just saying it could be. I will also say that uh, the... Like, I, I don't watch Stranger Things, so I cannot confirm, like, speak or deny to any queer representation in Stranger Things. But I do know that there is, like, very, like, Hannibal-esque, like, queer energy to the Death Note story. Like, a lot of, like, homoerotic serial killer and detective shit that, like, uh, like old Hitchcock movies had. And uh, based on... The, some of the things I've heard about Stranger Things, I don't know if I trust them to carry through that uh, emotional thread. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think get that, Brian think, Fuller as a producer, and it'll be all right. I think sometimes you have these guys that make something, and so there's there's actually a fascinating concept uh, discussion I have of the whole uh, male artist makes a thing, and it turns out his fan base tends to be more feminine presenting or queer. And they mm-hmm. feel bad about it because they wanted to be, like, a dude audience. Um, and I think there's a corollary to that, or an opposite to that, where they don't get mad about that. They try to embrace it, but they don't know what they're doing. So uh-huh. they're saying, oh, yeah, it's great that our audience is queer. What do they want? Like, well, they want gay rep. You know what? Yeah, one of our characters could fit that, but we don't... And they're like, well, I don't know how to write a queer character, and I don't want to tokenize them. So I'll say, well, you know, we don't really want to, like, make it out there. We want it to be more kind of a thing that he just is that way. You're like, yeah, that's not really representation, though. So are you like, queer baiting us, or did you write something that people assumed was queer, and now you're meta queer baiting us, where that's not in the source material? <laughs> like Supernatural is queer baiting on purpose. Is Stranger Things trying to do that, or are they just saying, 
oh, that's a good reading of our character. Yep, that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> like, that's not... Or is yeah, it? like, to I don't my know. understanding, like, again, as someone who is a complete... Like, I've watched, I've watched one single episode of Stranger Things two years ago. So, like, no, not, no expertise here. But, uh, like, that's more what I feel like. It's kind of like the way that the Russos were after Winter Soldier. It was like, yeah, we were, we're going to refer to this movie as, like, a love, like, a doomed love story and press and, like, but then we just, you know, we don't want to put a label on Stephen Bucky's relationship. Like, however you want to interpret it is fine. And I feel like there's a time and a place for that kind of thing. Like, like that's, like, Mark Hamill's go-to kind of response when people are like, is Luke Skywalker gay? Uh, and, like, his kind of thing that he says is, like, you know, Luke's, like, Luke is, is your character, you guys. Like, he can be whatever you want him to be, like... And, that's a good and way I feel to like <laughs> that's like a, I feel like that's like a, the like healthiest take that an actor could have on that kind of, on like questions of canon is like. Oh yeah, like, he knows look. not to say ask George Lucas because he's on record saying that George Lucas is a bad writer. Like, he's like his dialogue <laughs> is bad, like. Yeah, like, Carrie Fisher wrote all of the good dialogue in this movie, like... Yeah, so he's not gonna tell you to ask the person who wrote it. He's just like, whatever you think, my man, I didn't write this shit. Yeah, but Ah. it's just, like, especially compared to... And it's crazy, because he's, like, a a generation above that, but, like, it's compared to, like, stuff like the way, like, like, the Supernatural guys would react when people would be like, is Dean by? And literally, like, cause, like an ongoing stance scandal in the community because you're like, uh, like no one that's gross actually. Yeah. They were openly hostile like, about it. Yeah. Something, something I want to discuss too. I've seen people talking about this online a little bit. It wasn't like a full discourse, but it was like sort of a blip, uh, where there's a lot of stuff that gets accused of queer baiting and the author's not being cool about it when it's, it is just a, a situation of dudes being bros. Um, mm-hmm. he's like, I've never seen this from any, like, queer, like, MLM or any the queer argument, men that I yeah. know. Like, they never say that these are queer baiting. They just see it as, like, a dude's relationship. And I wonder how much of that is just the way that either, like, stories are sometimes written or outside perspectives. Because I feel like I've said that a few times that I never really saw the, the Sam and Cap quite the way that sometimes other things. And I didn't really see it until Sam and Bucky. But more like, mm-hmm. oh, I just feel like Bucky has that energy with everybody, so that might be a Sebastian Stan thing more than a Bucky <laughs> thing. <laughs> or maybe I just particularly find him attractive, and I just like, oh, I could ship him with anybody. Um, but there are some times where people will say, oh, I really ship this, and like, do what you want. I, I don't I, I don't see that in the text, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think there's something interesting about the way fans will uh, see that in characters. And it's like, well, is that a you thing, or is that something the creators did, right? And mm-hmm. I, I just find that dynamic interesting. I don't have much else to say other than that, but I think that is a uh, the reason I've seen some discomfort with people before is that, no, these yeah. are just guys who can say I love you to each other and, like, a, I feel like a, you feel like a brother to me, and that's really all it is, and I'm not trying to queerbait. I just think you're a cool guy. And sometimes it's queerbaiting, yeah. like, in Supernatural because they hate their female fans, so, you know. You know, like, yeah, I think, and I think it's, it's like, it, it's the same, like, kind of... I'm writing an edit letter for a book that's about a trans girl trying to figure out what it means to be a girl, like, in a world where, like, like a girl can be anything, like, TM. Like, it's like, how, like, you want non-toxic masculine relationships 
that are platonic because that's good. But like, then are you immediately taking that platonic relationship and and like and romanticizing it because you also don't buy into the idea like you like deep in your heart also believe that uh that men can't be like intimate without being romantic yeah that is kind of that other side of it is saying stop being toxic okay i'm not toxic oh you must be in love then no i'm just not being toxic with this guy it's like but you're so nice to him yeah, he's my yeah, friend. Yeah, because he's my friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, I hug my friends. That doesn't mean I, I want to smash them. Yeah, it's it, like it doesn't the, mean like, the opposite either. I'm just saying it could be platonic. But, uh, but no, yeah, and I think actually this is an ideal uh, segue into Thor: Love and Thunder, which I saw on Thursday. How was it? We are done. Or, well, it's it's still the same universe and conversation, honestly. So <laughs> yeah, Stranger Things to. Stranger, Stranger as to, guardians, you know. Yeah, well, Stranger Things to, like MCU, like queer baiting, or they and were, or not. They were all and, talking about like fantasy queerness. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Things can also be. Sorry to interrupt. Just as a no. last tag on this, I've seen sometimes people will say things are queer coded and queer adjacent without actually being queer. I saw the question asked like, "Hey, how come so many sapphic people like Taylor Swift music?" And call her a sapphic icon rather than somebody like Lady Gaga, who would be that. Like, I don't uh-huh. know the same reason gay men call Lady Gaga, like, a gay icon, even though she's clearly not a gay man. Like, it's just whatever the vibe are. I, and I'm like, hey, man, y'all have that conversation. But I think it's interesting to say that you could watch something like Stranger Things and be like, this is queer, even though none of the people are. Mm-hmm. Concept for another day. I don't know. Yeah. Talk about Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Um, so, like, brief, like, minor spoilers i'm not going to cover the whole story um like i guess kind of plot spoilers if you are not familiar with if you are familiar with the original mighty thor run that in which jane foster becomes like a mighty thor it follows the same plot arc so like trigger like kind of like trigger warning cancer I guess, like, the plot of the comic is that, like, she, after Thor becomes, like, in the movie he's not unworthy, but in the comics, like, he has, like, a crisis of faith and feels like, and, like, doesn't feel worthy to carry Mjolnir anymore, and so leaves it on the moon and just starts (laughs) using his axe, um, and then... uh, Leave it there. (laughs) We're just gonna leave it here. I mean, like, no one's gonna pick it up if they're not worthy. Um, you just you just see Steve on Earth. Uh, uh, I can feel it. Like, <laughs> he brings the moon because Mjolnir won't go around it. <laughs> the moon's not worthy. It's <laughs> not worthy. Um, the uh, but so then Jane is the one who picks it up. But you l- learn over the course of the comic that um, she's very healthy while she's carrying Mjolnir, but the process of transforming. Uh, basically, like, burns the chemo out of her body every time she does it. Uh, so she was taking, and, she's going through chemo before she picks up the hammer? Yeah, so she's going okay. through chemo before, she has cancer, and that's part of why she seeks it out in the movie. Um, I can't remember if that's why she seeks it out in the comics, but, like, but she gets, she gets Mjolnir, and, uh, the, and so, like, she's, like, beautiful, powerful, buff, etc. Um, when she's carrying it, but just gets more, like, sicker and sicker 
every time she changes back. Um, anyhow, uh, so, like, that's, like, the the place the movie is starting. So, like, just be aware that that's what, like, if cancer is, like, a very a sensitive topic for you, and you're, like, it affects many people, like, just heads up. Um, but also, like, I don't know. It was, I was, I felt, I went into the movie with, like, a sense of genuine dread that it was just going to be, like, as I expressed, like, after we saw the trailer, I was like, this is going to be the, like, bad, like, drained, this is going to be the, like, Joss Whedon's Age of Ultron. This is going to be the Russo Brothers' Captain America Civil War. Like, this is going to be, like, the second run with a director who had brought, like, an interesting vision to the first movie, uh, on a Marvel movie is going to be more pallid, more boring, like more Marvel like method and less original. And like, it was kind of those things, but it still had like the same, like it didn't lack the Thor Ragnarok energy. Like it was just not as good as the Thor Ragnarok energy. I think Um, part of that is also, Oh wow. We went from dark world to this. So yeah. there was also the yeah. shock of the system. You can't really shock your system by doing the same trick again. Yeah. Even if it's still good, I'm guessing. Yeah, so, like, like it wasn't, okay, it wasn't as good as Thor Ragnarok. I mean, I am biased because I uh, love Tom Hiddleston and Hela, um, or Kate Blanchett okay. and Loki, you know, like, the two genders, Kate Blanchett and Loki. <laughs> um, but... But yeah, so like I, I enjoyed it. I like I literally turned. I told my roommate as we were going into the movie, if this is a like if this doesn't leave me with like a net positive feeling about the Marvel universe, I'm just not not gonna see more Marvel movies in theaters. Like this is this is the end. Like, and so like. And like with a couple, I think of, a like, lot it, of people felt that way. Just by what I'm seeing online, whether they liked it or not. Yeah, I was just like, I am, I am tired. I no longer feel like I'm no longer as emotionally invested in this universe as I once was. I mean, like it's the same with like my comic books. Like I haven't bought comics since 2020 because, I mean, partly because of the pandemic. But like the, the conditions, excuse you, the circumstances, <laughs> the circumstances, excuse because me, because of the circumstances. Uh, but uh, like it was just a lot to keep up with. And one would say, some would say, too much to keep up with. One m- might say, um, but yeah. So like, I was relieved that it was enjoyable, but like, I don't, I don't know. I just I felt, th- and there were also like a couple moments. Like, there's nothing. I don't know how to even how to say it. It's like not as bad as cop. Like Les- Lena, du- uh, Lena Waite as lesbian cop in that Pixar movie. Bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Chris Pratt uh, Spider Man one. Onward. Yeah. <laughs> Onward. I was like outside. I was like, it's a it's a single word that starts with O, but I don't remember what one. Um. <laughs> Works and stuff. <laughs> so like, you know, the D and D one. Um. They actually licensed the gelatinous cube from Wizards of the Coast for that movie. <laughs> um, uh, yes, but, 
the best uh, monster in D anD. I mean, really, you can't beat a gelatinous cube for just like camp for content concept. For... There's also there's mind flares though. They're pretty they're pretty neat for reasons. Uh. I don't know what rhyme flares look like, but I'm going to guess that the reasons are tentacles. See, the thing is, is if you know too much about mind flares, it's like, there's, they do have tentacles, but they use them to eat your brain. So it's not exactly the sexy reason to have tentacles. I mean, like, threaten me with a good time. Like, <laughs> oh, I've no. gone from someone who had a, like, dis- like, I couldn't even listen to, like, a podcast where they talked about lobotomies. And now I'm like... Was it that bad to scramble your frontal lobe? <laughs> With a tentacle as well? Oh no, please, please, big monster, what are you doing? The, I can um, finally be out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the, like, the overall movie was good, it was funny, I enjoyed it, uh, but it was also funny in that, like, you know how it was a big deal, it was like, there will be confirmed gayness in Thor: Love and Thunder. The first confirmed gayness of a of like a superhero character. Like, get excited. Um. Well, there is there amongst it. It seems really funny because it seems to me like Disney. Like, you know, do you you guys saw or maybe I don't know if maybe it's just dumb, but I remember we talked us talking about it. But you saw like the Alex Hirsch thing talking about like. The what the like not. yeah like like trying to send like this is what i want to do to disney and disney being like well we won't allow this because of absurd reason like yeah i feel like taika w- wrote a list like that of like here are things that could be acceptable gay representation in the marvel universe please let me know which ones i'm allowed to do and uh and disney was like okay you can have this one i was like just kidding i'm gonna do all of them anyway um, <laughs> but none of them are like big things it's like while jane and thor are getting reacquainted korg and valkyrie are talking to each other about like love and korg tells valkyrie that uh that like all his rock people are male, and so when like, and he has two dads, because, like, when two Korg whatevers love each other very much, they go hold hands by a lava pool for a while, and then a new Korg is born. So he's just a Goron from Zelda? Yeah. <laughs> That's just what that sounds like to me. I gotta say, maybe. Also, I don't know like, what a Goron is. We should play Breath of the Wild. It's pretty neat. I think you'd like and it. Then, but, then, but then it's like, and are you... So, then he's like, are you sad because your girlfriend died in that battle? And she was like, I mean, yeah. Like, it, but it just was like, that's it. That's it. That's great. Thanks. It's rough, too, because, like, but... other than Bruce falling into Natasha's boobs anime style, I'm trying to think of even a man and woman embracing each other lovingly in the MCU, and I'm having a hard well, time. The- it's the one time that uh, Steve kisses his uh, dead girlfriend's niece <laughs> at her funeral. So, like, the worst version of being straight, I'd, I'd argue. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, like, an ongoing criticism of the, like, criticism or, like, point of discussion about the MCU is how sexless it is. Yeah, like, like trying to get gay representation is like, buddy, we barely have straight representation. barely have straight representation. <laughs> Like, um, the only person excuse, who's even but... married is Hawkeye. <laughs> like, 
And we had to find out about that, like, surprisingly, like, the the Avengers didn't even know. Like, wait a minute, hold on, you have a wife? You have a house? It's like, yeah, yeah, it's a secret. Uh, oh, I, I guess Wanda was married to a shameful. ghost. Oh, yeah, he, she was married to a ghost robot android. And Loki, yeah, Loki was confirmed Pan right before kissing a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Kind of have to be Pan if you're also, like, spend half your life as a horse or whatever it is in Norwegian I mean, mythology. That's essentially uh, what how they were like in the in the show it was like it was like I mean I'm a shapeshifter. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um I mean you could be I would imagine your sexuality stays the same no matter what species you take. It's just, you know, once you change genders, you know. Yeah. He turned into a girl horse cuz well, yeah, well so I guess the myth the says part. that he's a girl horse, but we have been, been having very serious discussions uh, amidst the discourse about how uh, it doesn't have, like, the myth says girl horse, but you don't have to be a girl to give birth. That is true. There's a lot of discourse about that this week. That Midler put her whole, did we talk about that last week? It was like, and Hocus Pocus trailer, two oh, trailer yes, drops. We did, and we did talk about Midler, that. Bette Midler, Bette Midler. Accidentally co-signs a turf thing and then doubles down on it. It's like, oh, turns out it wasn't accidental. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I feel like Loki would purposely turn into a girl horse because eh, I, I do a lot of guy stuff. Time to do some girl stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, good old Loki. Good old Loki. Good old but yeah, so... Uh, you had some uh, Taika Waititi uh, oh, yeah, so I have discourse. A, yeah, so this this ties into, like, very slightly into... Uh, Thor Love and Thunder, but I just have this, like... Do you remember after Hamilton came out? Lin so Man- many years ago. Yeah, so, uh, so many years ago. Six years ago, Jesus. Yeah. Um, Hamilton came out, white people were like, wow, Lin-Manuel Miranda is great. <laughs> Lin-Manuel. <And laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, and... Then suddenly he was working on Moana and he was working on, like, uh, Encanto and he was in Mary Poppins and he was, like, uh, he was in DuckTales and it was just, like, suddenly, like, everyone was hyper-obsessed with this guy, like, who kind of was, like, niche or low-key before. And then, like within a brief period of time, I feel like within a fairly brief period of time, because, like, Hamilton is one of those things that aged, like, cheese, like... <laughs> Particularly uh, bad cheese, too. Yeah, like, like, wet cheese. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, because, like, we went from, like, because we went from the Obama administration into the Trump administration, and suddenly, like, this story didn't have the same shine on it yeah like it was that's something that only could have happened during obama's administration and not before or after and not even just because of the rights that people had mm-hmm. and the visibility that a, a man of color could get but just because there was this weird time of and it ties into the reason why so many people that are kind of lefties now weren't really thinking about oh yeah obama is drone striking people were like yeah that's just kind of what presidents do though it's not good but like we were just sitting here, it's like the John Mulaney bit, there wasn't a horse in the hospital. So we yeah. were like, like, do you know what war crimes Obama's doing? No, I don't actually. Like, would you would you care to tell me so I can be upset about them? Because 
I don't know, I don't feel like my rights are at stake, so I'm not paying attention. Which is a mistake. That's a fault we all did. So when someone's like, hey man, what if we told the story we revere so much, but we had people of color tell it instead, so that it wasn't like blindingly white. You're like, yeah, I can see how that's a good idea. And then the need for discourse happened, and we're like, actually, that wasn't a great idea, which you did there. It's like, actually, like, there are a lot of black and brown people in this, but the musical still doesn't address remote, even mention indigenous people, like... Yeah, there's hmm. a lot of problems with this. That's and, a problem. And but the I, other I think problem it's like, that... o- like Obama was about like representation over substance, just like Kamala Harris is about. I, I would argue she's barely about representation. <laughs> yeah, it's like our first black female vice president. It's like she was a what's cop. she done? Oh, cop shit! Just cop shit all the way down. Um, yeah, and it's it's that is the problem that liberals are guilty of is a lot of aesthetic stuff. Honestly, yeah. the right is guilty of it too, but they also add bigotry into it too, um, and well, actually right do something with their optics. Like, <laughs> the right uses it to be like Ben Carson's black, so we're not racist. Well, not only we're going to put him in charge of HUD. No, that's true. But not only that, but also like they have to look strong, and they will do stuff like saying, "Well, we don't cuss, we're not vulgar like the lefties, but we'll still say, uh, let's go, Brandon,' because they don't want to say the f word because that would be crass." But I'm like, "But you're still." doing the thing like this is just an optic difference you can say fuck joe biden that's you're right as an american and the left isn't really going to stop you anyway so why won't you say the f word other than well we can try to have a moral advantage if we say something different but we're not fooling anybody also the uh the idea of like saying um lefties are groomers while taking their kids to beauty pageants and posing next to half-naked women with uh fuck biden signs but you know that's completely fine and okay so there's optics there. It is a little different, but yeah. But anyway, it's insofar as this concerns Taika Waititi, uh, like I just feel like there was a moment at which, like I think maybe around Hurricane Maria, where like, like Puerto Rican people started being like, this guy is a like a rich Puerto Rican American who lives in New York City. Like, he, like yes, he's Puerto Rican. Like we're not going to dispute that, but like. He doesn't really speak for us in the same way that, like, I don't know, like, Will Smith doesn't speak for black, like, the average black person in America, like... Uh, yeah, pro- that could that could probably work. I'd say maybe not quite. I think Will Smith did come from a rough background, I have to check. But I don't even think Linda... I think a better... I'm trying to think of somebody who was... Well, like, like Lupita think... Nyong'o. Like, Lupita Nyong'o, who is, like, an ambassador's daughter, like... Yeah, I'd say I think the I think the uh, equivalent would be Beyonce, but I don't think people ever refer to Beyonce as like speaking for our struggle because she mm-hmm. never was. Um, from what I understand, she always had money kind of growing up and was a, was a star when she was younger. But mm-hmm. I don't think anyone ever claimed that Beyonce is trying to speak for the black struggle. She's just more of speaking more to black excellence, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But if she tried to do the shit that Lynn did from a way of like I understand your struggle, she's like, hey, we need to help poor people. I think that's pretty unarguable. But when you're like, we're inarguable, but when you're like, this is my struggle too, we'd be like, no, it's not, you're lying. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So but it, it was just like, there was a point at which it was like, oh, suddenly we have like, woo befo- first of all, we have put so much like moral value on the rep- on the concept of representation that we have woobified this completely like human person into a like paragon and therefore whenever he fails the whole thing has to go in the trash like the whole man disposal service like if he does something that 
is bad. And, like, because Taika Waititi is, like, the new, like, it kid of Hollywood, like, he's, like, he was, um, whatchamacallit, like, like, coming off of our flag means death into, like, the Lightyear buzz, like, from the, uh, like, from the Thor Ragnarok buzz into the Thor Love and Thunder spotlight as, like, an actor and a director there, being in, a, being in Lightyear, like, being in, he's in, he's a voice in something else coming up, I think. Um, he does a lot of stuff. He does a lot of stuff. Um, and, like, it seems like it's going to be one of those things where, like, people just throw projects at this guy until the shine wears off, and then his fandom will, like, will Steven Universe itself into, like, <sighs> like, uh, fucking Oppression Olympics and Morality, pol- like, police until, like, it's not even, like, until it's cringe to be a Taika Waititi fan. Like, the- I was at the Reese Darby, whatchamacallit, the Reese Darby comedy show on Wednesday and, like, came out of the... People need, tr- like, there there are people who came out of the pandemic and they spent the whole time alone. And so they had, like, if they ever had home training, they forgot it. That's and, true. Like, <laughs> like, just, like, a exacerbation of, like, the kind of level of cringe that you would get at, like, an anime voice actor panel. Uh, I thought you were like, going to say that. I'm immediately thinking of the Vic panel. Exactly I ended up like at, that. I didn't go to the Vic panel. I was at a different panel. I went to it on purpose because I, at, a, at a period, of, it was a pre, like, breakout of knowledge <laughs> to a wider thing. But, uh, you know, the... Like, the level of cringe of, like, a 14-year-old who's never actually, like, met anyone famous before, like... I mean, it's not not a 14-year-old, because it was at a bar. Like, obviously, like... Same energy, this is though. A, but same energy of, like... Like, when we left the bar, we came out, and, like, Reese was standing in the doorway of the, like, the stage door from the back, like, talking to some fans. And I was, like... I, like, caught my roommate's eye. I was like, oh, should we stand here and, like, see if we can say hi to him before we, like, head out? And then we listened to what the people who were already standing there were saying. And it was just like, like, I really loved you in, I only was introduced to you by, but I really loved you in the show Our Flag Means Death, which I just watched recently. And it's like, he knows that he was in that show. He knows that that's why he's doing a comedy tour, because otherwise, <laughs> probably a bunch of Americans wouldn't want to do see a comedy show from a guy who's been in Flight of the Concords. Like, although there's probably a good amount of people like, "Yo, dog, like a, I'm here." For- <laughs> yeah, like, that's like, how yeah, I was there's made. like there's like a there's like a niche, not like not even niche, but like there's a different audience. Yes, yeah, who's there to see him for that? But like he, you know, like. Like, this tour, like, the tickets sold out in ten minutes. Like, yeah, that he, wouldn't have happened he, no. if it was just, like... It's like, so no he reason. knows why he's here. We all know why he's here. You're wearing the fucking Old Navy orange t-shirt. Like, we're all... Like, we're, we all know why we're here. Like, please just be a little bit normal, because otherwise... it's I don't know. It was like when I was in the Tom Hiddleston signing line after Betrayal. Uh, seeing Betrayal on Broadway, and... Like, the people in front of us were like, oh my god, look at my Loki tattoo! And it would be, like, a like just, like, a huge, huge tattoo. And, he and like, you could tell that he was uncomfortable. You'd tell that he was like, oh, that's so cool! Like, oh, that's so nice! Like, because he's too nice and British like, to I say... I know that this is real, but I really don't want to be having this conversation right now, my man. Like, this is so weird. <laughs> Please stop. Yeah, and I just, like, I don't know, that... 
I, think I feel like that's like the the flips, not even the flip side, but like that's part of that, like woobification of yeah. When you develop a, a, a fandom around not being shitty, right? You kind of get people that start to dive into that a little bit. I uh-huh. think Taika's will be different than Lin's because the central product he's making isn't as. Uh, prone to scrutinization of cringiness the same way that Lin's is. Like, mm-hmm. if you're a rap fan, you can have a lot of problems with the way that Lin raps to begin with. Because I like what he puts out for the most part, but he's a corny dude, and that's not a bad it's thing. A, yeah, but he's you're a corny a bad, rapper. Yeah, he's a corny rapper, and he's a corny guy. And there's lots of people that are corny. I remember McKen had a whole special about like how he gets clowned all the time. He's like, no, nah, man, you know, I am corny. Who cares? And I'm like, it's fine. You don't have to be the coolest guy, and that's okay. There's a lot of people who aren't cool. But if you're not cool and you're kind of in a, a field where coolness is sometimes a thing, but you're also an outsider, like you're not black and like that's the core rap like producers to begin with. Mm-hmm. You're doing a thing that a lot of people are like, man, this is rap for white people is what a lot of Hamilton is, right? Yeah. Which either, you know, it is what it is. Also, I mean, you have David in there and he's rapping the way he always does. Um, but he makes, like, weird alternative shit anyway. I was say, he is... makes, like, hipster-ass rap anyway. Like Yeah, so, like, that's different. So he's, like, his cred is still good in there. Uh, it's just one of those things of... So, just from the core, Lin's... Like, I think I sent you a TikTok that, like, yo, this this sounds like a Lin-Manuel rap. It's like, da-da, da-da-da-da, da-da. Like, you sound like you're doing spiritual, lyrical, miracle shit. And <laughs> the, the Eminem raps like that sometimes. Like, just because you could say a bunch of words real fast that all have all this internal rhyme. Like, it's so complicated that it's not fun anymore. It sounds like you're trying to win an essay contest rather than, holy shit, that man could spit. You're like, oh, yeah, I also have a thesaurus, my guy. Like, we can all yes. look up syllables, you know. It's, Let's look up words together. Like, <laughs> think of the process that Brian David Gilbert did to do the perfect poker rap with all the triplet flow. But he's taking words that have to exist there because there's only certain Pokemon. You have to do that. But imagine if he's like, no, this is just how I'm going to write in this style just to do it. You're like, cool, man, you, you, you made an exercise out of this. Um, and I so, think that adds to a little bit of, like, how the pushback was so hard against Lynn. Because we're like, actually, your art's not even as good as we thought it was. As we remembered it, as we thought it was originally. Like, I mean, I still I'm like sure it, that, but, you know. Yeah, and, like, I'm sure that there is ra- racism in the, like, tied up in the reaction there. You know, like, I'm sure that there's, like, a eating our, like, brown faves as soon as they fuck up. Oh, yeah. And anybody who's not the cis white dude. Like, it's what happened to Rebecca Sugar, too. And I'm not talking about, yeah. like, those weird drawings in that art book. That was different. But, like, the, oh, I can't believe you're forgiving, like, the diamonds, even though they're, like, space colonizers. I'm like, they're generic bad guys in a kid's cartoon. Would you want, like, someone to, like, rip white diamonds' heart out? Like, yeah, like, how, are we, is there Steven Universe the Hague? Like, <laughs> like and I'm not saying that you should forgive the diamonds. Should they hang for war crimes like Henry Kissinger should? Like, like I, I don't know. Like, how else did you think this was going to end? Like, even if it took longer, they were eventually going to be like, hey, don't do do not do colonization. And then they'd be like, you're right, little pink child. I will stop colonization. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, that's not what you're getting from this cartoon. Maybe Gravity Falls, someone could get their heart ripped out. But, like... I don't know. That's also, not what you're here for. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's a good or bad... Although Steven Universe's body horror is, like, uh, sidestepped by being gems. Yeah, sidestepped? <laughs> we still have to see people break down and fall apart. One could argue... Oh, I mean, just, like, like it's just cens- it okay. censored by being gems. I was just going to say, like, if you uh, really want to see that, that's uh, that Land of the Lustrous. I was going to say, <laughs> land- I was like, what's that anime? Yeah. <laughs> so... 
horrifying. Yeah. So Steph, and any listeners that know Steven Universe, you know the, the look that gems get when they're hit by the destabilizer and they like have all the lines they turn into rocks and fall apart? Uh-huh. Like, in that multiverses game, that fighting game, that's Garnet's, like, losing animation. Like, that's fucked like, up! Excuse me, she fucking dies because she lost a match to Shaggy? It's not that serious. Steven <laughs> just hides in a bubble. Garnet's like, I guess I'll die. Guess um, I'll die. I mean, that's a power move. <laughs> You're not, you're not a fighter, like, you're just you two lesbians me, but in a trench coat. you beat me, you didn't kill me. <laughs> uh, let's I go... killed me. But yeah, <laughs> let's, let's jump on to something else. Yeah, let's do a couple other things. Um, just a quick really, thing. Uh... Overwatch uh, is doing a Twitch Rivals event to support the Trevor Project on the 12th. Nice. No idea why they're doing a Pride-based event after Pride Month. Maybe as a way to say, hey, we didn't just confine this to June. Maybe they're just late. I have no idea what, what Overwatch team does, but... Yeah, I'm, that. like, curious, because it is, like, it is actually kind of nice for them to do something that, like, not, like, pin it in June and say, like, oh, well, after this, we're not doing any more Pride shit. Like, yeah. get get fucked, queers. Yeah, and they're like, no, get fucked, queers, and then come play in our tournament 12 days after your month is over. Uh, but, it, yeah, it's going to be money going to the Trevor Project, and there's, like, a little payout, so that is good. Um, other Blizzard news, Here's the Storm is officially done with development now. It's their MOBA, so like uh, Blizzard League of Legends. So it'll be in maintenance-only mode from the foreseeable future, which is kind of a shame. Uh, I know some the people like, I enjoyed it, but yeah. I'm bad at that kind of stuff. Uh, and it was basically... I, I like seeing crossovers. Even though it's all, it was all Blizzard stuff, it was all from different games. So like we have Tracer running next to like the Huntress from Diablo, running next to like a Space Marine from StarCraft. Next to Diablo from Diablo. <laughs> uh, which, you Featuring know, that... Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Next to yeah. many World of Warcraft characters that... Yeah, like Sylvanas probably, right? I... And Jaina. Yeah, Sylvanas, Jaina, I think Malfurion, Tyrande. Like, I think oh, there were a lot of the World of Warcraft yeah. characters. Alex Straza. Yeah, that's, that's like their main franchise, honestly. Uh, at least you wouldn't be able to tell based on how bad they've treated it. <laughs> <laughs> I I, th- I feel like the only franchise that Blizzard treats well now is technically Overwatch because they treat everything bad, and this one's just getting support now. That's not a mobile game trying to wreck you of your money. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's too bad. It's it's always rough to see a game get shuttered, especially in this online only age. Uh, eventually, it'll get shut down, whether that's in two years or twenty or fifty. Who knows? But that means it'll be accessible at one, inaccessible at some point. And yeah, and we've talked bad. about that's how archival stuff is important, and it sucks to. See like so people. See another game go that way. Yeah, and yeah. you think of like all the hundreds of thousands of hours of work that went into that, and then just one day, it just like it's just gone. Because yeah, because it's because yeah, like, they don't want to put it on the internet anymore. Yeah, that's something I've been thinking about a lot. Like the like amount of work that goes into anything, uh, which like I think it was on here on our uh, on our list, but uh, by the time this publishes it will be live that the harper collins employee union is striking on uh, july 20th uh the it, like we're doing a one-day strike and it's like but like there are 250 of us so a one-day strike is almost six months of labor yeah like it's almost like half a year of labor in one day like, that's wild to think about <laughs> well, yeah incredible. which is wild to think about like so, like, the amount of work that goes into the game is not, like, that's years. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Little tweaks, the, all the art, the assets, the balance patches, the research, the, the even people internally on the team that are just playing the game to make sure it works is, is work. It's like, 
that's a lifetime. There's probably a lifetime's worth of work in that. I mean, you know, concurrently, at least two people's mm-hmm. lives of time were in making that game that is just okay. We're done. Now and that's gone. every game, right? But yeah. some games, yeah. it's like, hey, you know, we put two people's worth of work into this disc, but here it is. You can touch it. You can recreate it. This will always be able to be played theoretically. Yeah, um, as long as you have a power source and the or correct adapters to put to make a make this plug into whatever you are showing it on. Yeah, yeah, like or, or a way to, to play Super Mario. <laughs> yeah, some way to like do some kind of rigging. So there's that. Uh, other gaming news: E3 is coming back to LA uh, next year, which will be interesting. Uh, we've seen how it's not necessary whatsoever to to have it live. Yeah, to advertise to your consumers or investors. They're like, yep, this works just as fine. We saw the video. It exists. You are doing stuff. We yeah, continue we to invest. Buy it. And yeah. gamers are like, we're going to buy it because I wasn't going to play it anyway because I wasn't coming to there. So bringing it back is kind of the return to work policy for E3. But Yeah. <laughs> so I think there's been rumblings that it's just going to have to be more consumer focused and basically be a convention rather than an expo in a sense. Yeah, which is which what is... They, they were playing with the idea of that at the last one. But yeah, it has to be something to do because again, why can't I just watch? Like, why couldn't this be an email? Right. Um, and Nintendo was already doing that before E three stopped. They're like, hey, here's a direct. We're not we're not flying out to L A. Here's a video for forty five minutes, and we're like, this was good. You guys won several yep, E threes in a row. And then uh, Sony pulled out of like the last physical one as well. And I, or I think micro I don't know Microsoft or Sony did. It's like at a, at a certain point, it was like kind of what is the point of you? Like, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Uh. Jeff Keeley's like, yes, more money to me, please. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, now I have to listen to Jeff Keeley more. <laughs> the Keeleys. The summer edition of the Keeleys. The key 3. When Jeffrey key Keeley three. wins, we all lose. <laughs> I don't care if Jeff... Whatever, the, the, the Hux I, thing. I don't care if I win. As long as Jeff Keeley loses. I don't have a problem with the man. He's just a capitalist dude who's doing what we all do. Uh, stop capitalism and then we won't have to deal with the Keeleys. Uh, Elon Musk terminates a Twitter deal, surprising zero people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely nobody. No people, <laughs> except uh, for the Twitter board. It was like, like, like shocked Pikachu about it. Yeah. Like, <gasps> I think even the Twitter board knew it was coming. It's just they, they, like, they have to act that way because then they can basically sue. Because like sue him. There, there, there's a lot of legalese. For breach could, of contract. Yeah, or... we could get into a lot of legalese about this, but essentially it comes down to he signed this deal with, like, sight unseen. Like, he wasn't allowed to, like, review it. He wasn't allowed to, like, review internals at Twitter, like, because he was an idiot and just signed that deal. And that, part of that deal included that they could hold him to the entire purchase if he wanted to back out. And here he is. <laughs> That's one of those Literally legal scams. The... <laughs> Literally the like a- company acquisitions equivalent of the um the Minnesota state lawman who didn't read the bill that he hit or like that he voted yes on and accidentally legalized edibles in all of yep. Minnesota. Good people need them. Yeah, it's people so eat. funny. It's it's just uh, like he's such <laughs> an idiot. You. It's just so it's so funny and, and like. The thing is, is like now that Twitter is like, oh, well, we're going to hold him to it and he's going to have to buy us. I'm like, no, like what you should do is just sue him, get a bunch of money, get more than the one billion he contractually owes you no matter what. But then don't let the man own Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just I'm thinking and hoping that they're just setting up to like push him to do like a settlement. Yeah. Like laying the groundwork for that, because I don't think anyone 
like, I mean, they want they want someone to buy Twitter because Twitter's a toxic place and they want to have money and get out. Yeah, yeah, it's on the way out. But it's not that they want Elon specifically. Like that, they're not like, oh, we'll deal on or nothing kind of thing. It's like, if you want to give us money to buy this hell place, please, <laughs> please take the hell place. <laughs> it's like it's like Yahoo trying to sell Tumblr. Yeah, or exactly. Like. <laughs> Tumblr was a, a lucrative thing. Uh, Once upon a time, very funny. People thought Tumblr was like the reason. Like, no, that's just people. Like, you guys are bad at understanding things. Uh, what else? What else? Last couple things. Um, a moment of silence, I guess, uh, for the creator of Yu Gi Oh. No. Um, yeah. Died pretty young. Very sad. Yeah. Made a very influential thing. So it's uh respects to respects to him. I hope he and, didn't uh, have to go to the Shadow Realm. Yeah. Same. And, and oof, uh, whoever yeah, the Shadow Realm I love stuff like the Shadow Realm. Because I'm like, damn, that's worse than dying. This yes. gets sent to another yeah. dimension. It's like, no, we just can't say die. You should have said death, because I was less afraid of death than I was of going to the Shadow Realm. The Shadow Realm. <laughs> The warrior cats have hell. It's called the Dark Forest. And bad cats go there when they die. They don't get to join Star Clan. Oh, they don't get to be, they don't get to go to the Jellicle Ball. Yeah, they, they don't, don't go to the heavy to the side layer. Ball. Heavy side layer, sorry, that's what it is. No, they, they can go, either. They go to the home for infinite losers. <laughs> Which uh to the people who don't know, in Dragon Ball Z when it got brought to the West and censored, uh they didn't want to say you're going to hell, like people would have jerseys that said hell on them. So they like did the little <laughs> toothpick game of taking things out. So I said H F I O, and it's like I understand this is supposed to be hell, but it's way funnier that they're in the home for infinite losers. Yes, like, when you're in hell, you can murder somebody, but if infinite loser, that oh bro, that sucks. That's <laughs> like, just you, rough, man. What are you in here for? Eh, I stole from a charity. What are you in for? Well, I guess I'm a loser forever. Uh, I don't know. That feels a <laughs> well, it, it is also funny because it like it also implies that like because they're there, like they probably got killed by Goku, which just means they're infinitely losers because they just will infinitely lose to Goku. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. And it's weird. I remember when pick when when Vegeta was going to sacrifice himself. To kill Boo, Pickle's like, you know, you're not gonna keep your body, right? Because you were a piece of shit. He's like, yeah, I'm, I, I've made peace with the with the life I'm leading. It's like, but we've seen hell before. So where's Vegeta going if not to hell and not to heaven? Where the hell's he gonna go? It's like you needed to be a little worse or a little better, man. You just rolled the dice too close to the middle. He was he was too much of an enlightened centrist Vegeta <laughs> <laughs> to go to heaven or to go to hell. Wait, I have an important question about title. Vegeta. Yeah. Is that so? There was a trailer for a, a Dragon Ball movie before the uh, the Watchmacall before the Thor: Love and Thunder, and it was why was Vegeta wearing like hipster glasses in it? Oh, because he's old now. Yeah, he just. But he he looks exactly the same, but he's wearing hipster glasses. Yeah, that's how Saiyans age. Is like yeah, they, they get just, like a beard oh, or just, glasses or like they just have poor eyesight. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> their hair always stays like it's literally a thing about Saiyans is their hair doesn't change. Yeah, I was like unless they are half Saiyan, in which case their hair does change. Yeah, because like there was just like a lot of different animation styles, like or like outfits going on. You know, like he was wearing the Saiyan armor, but like. Like, other people were wearing street clothes, and other people were wearing, like, ninja stuff, and it just felt like a lot of animation styles and outfit choices happening, and I, like, almost was like, is this, like, a, like, a, 
like a four star thing? Like, is this like a joke? <laughs> it's just like it's it's like their uh, Dragon Ball Super. Is this just they the house just have style like, nowadays. Like, yeah, Dragon Ball Super. Like they put them all in a lot of different outfits and stuff. Like Android Seventeen is now like a forest ranger or whatever, and just has like a <laughs> like a like a regular dude outfit. Like, yeah, it's uh, okay. Krillin became a cop. <laughs> yeah, Krillin did become a cop for some reason. Which, it, if there's one good cop, it's Krillin. I believe that because he knows what it's like to get his ass beat. So yeah. he's like, <laughs> also, <laughs> the man will never fear for his life. He's <laughs> like, oh, oh, what's that, a ray gun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Destructo disc, motherfucker. Yeah, Krillin has the strongest <laughs> move in the entire Dragon Ball universe, as far as I'm concerned. Spirit Bomb. <laughs> I've seen people shrug off the Spirit Bomb. Never seen someone struck off the destructive disc yeah, and yes like, i'm going to use the american translation name because it sounds cool <laughs> i mean canonically like he literally created a technique that sharpens your key into like a literal like razor's edge and therefore cannot be blocked <laughs> like yeah if like you get hit by it you just get cut like <laughs> yeah frieza to the point that frieza stole that technique yeah. <laughs> improved on it and then killed himself on it because it was so dangerous yeah <laughs> Like let's let's be real. Oops. Like yes, Goku may have done the finishing blow, but Krillin's the one who ultimately led to the downfall of Frieza. Yeah, because he took he he taught him a technique and then died, which caused Goku to get pissed off, and then that move killed Frieza. That's all I'm saying. Um, a Krillin's the strongest human. That's true. I feel so bad. Everyone's like, oh, he's weak. I'm like, compared to aliens, like, yeah. <laughs> who are only, like, a little stronger than him, <laughs> if we're being honest. Yeah, he's the strongest. Like, when people always, like, shit on, like, you know, like, Yamcha or, like, Tien or whatever, I'm like, yeah, they are the three strongest humans. They're only not strong compared to, like, literal gods. Like, <laughs> like magic alien gods. Like, these people are humans oh man i can't believe yamcha got his ass beat you mean by the guy who turned into a robot oh i'm sorry (laughs) oh you mean by a guy with a monkey tail who had a bald guy with him who had little men in capsules i'm sorry that yamcha couldn't cut it against some alien god look look, i'm just saying like if 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 an alien from space comes down and kills me and everyone's like oh man look at him he was so weak because he couldn't fight an alien like Like, Hercule's not even that weak. Like, if we're being honest, he's just weaker than magic humans, you yeah. know? <laughs> anyway, uh, last couple things, and we get out of here. Uh, just looking through the notes. Uh, you got a new magic set. I and... did. <laughs> Actually, I think that's the last. And then some union stuff, if you want to talk about that stuff. But I don't know if it's... Oh, yeah, I can, I can talk. I can get back into my shop talk a uh, little bit. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, my... Union at my company is going on strike next week. Uh, support us online. Follow us at HCP Union. Uh, boost our message. Donate to your, our strike fund if you have a chance or if you have the the loose change. Uh, any bit helps. Um, let's see. Um, but we had like a lot of uh, a lot of interesting pickup on the announcement. I was very. Uh, not that I am the one behind the Twitter account, but uh, we tweeted about the strike on Tuesday, and within like hours, it had like it it it's still making the rounds. It clocked in last check at about seven hundred thousand impressions. The president of the National LCIO has retweeted us. Uh, uh, Zirin J. Jal, the uh, 
meme lord author uh, has retweeted us. A um, lot of just cool support from a lot of different avenues that I didn't expect to uh, necessarily hear from. And, That's you know, cool. uh, support your local striking publishing workers. Workers' rights. Let's go. Workers' rights. Yeah, even the Mary, the Mary Sue did, like, some very... Uh, very sympathetic coverage, and that was very also appreciated. As as a former uh, blogger of geek feminist issues myself, it oh, feels no. nice to <laughs> to be uh, noticed by senpai. <laughs> so it kind of feels like a full circle thing. Like they kind of inspired you to do some of that writing, and you, that writing has like helped that... you get jobs, <laughs> and now they're covering it. Like kind of a it's yeah. Kind of cool. And also, the writing radicalized me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's really cool. That's actually... Yeah, it's very interesting full circle. So, yeah, so... It's the importance of good writing stuff. and good coverage. First time in 40 years that our union has gone on strike. Uh, poor, like, uh, so keep us in your thoughts. Thoughts and pairs. <laughs> and let's finish with some... Uh some cardboard news oh i don't mm-hmm. look we don't got to get into it that much <laughs> okay like we don't we don't it's like don't call me out don't call me out i, I spent far like look i'll put it this way a new magic the gathering set came out it's called it's a dumb name it's double masters 2022 because they did double masters a couple years ago and they're like we want to do that again well we can't call it double masters 2 because that doesn't make any sense so let's just put, two master two yeah two master two card yeah well the, the set abbreviation on like all of the official wizard stuff is two x two like <laughs> hunter yeah. x hunter yeah two spy two x cards. family um it's a real good set it ha- uh if you are if you are a magic if you are a magic player and you have the cash you should probably buy some of these packs because they are very it's a reprint They're going set. To appreciate dramatically yes, in value. they are going to appreciate dramatically in value because they are a reprint set of basically like powerful cards from like probably the last. Well, no, I guess technically there is a card in this that has not been reprinted since its original printing printing in like 1997. Um, Jesus. And that card is very expensive. That's 25 years ago, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get some history in your hands. Yeah. Um, it's a. It's a not a particularly good card it's just the first time they've reprinted it and for fucking ever so everybody wants it um oh yeah like magic the card magic card trading isn't about doesn't have to be about the, the actual yes, yeah. in-game value of the card it's about the rarity and the speculation it's, it's really weird though because like compared i was actually talking at uh to like the owner of the local game store here and like talking about the price fluctuations on pokemon cards versus magic cards because, like, Pokemon mm. had that absolutely just fucking gigantic spike last summer when streamers were getting into, like, buying and selling unboxing. cards and unboxing and that kind of stuff. And that was, like, completely unsustainable. Like, anybody who looked at that was like, this is going to drop. This is going to crash. And it absolutely has. Uh, because Pokemon is not a player's market. It's just collectors. It's just people who are concerned with the condition of the card and, like how cool is the Pokemon on it? You know, like, that's why when they print a new Charizard, that's going to be the $200 card in a set. And that's just how it is. It's always Charizard, which is kind of... People like Charizard. (laughs) Kind of boring, though. 
You know, like that. Whereas yeah. he's like, oh, what's the third Pokemon we ever invented? Yeah, yeah. we're good. <laughs> but like, whereas with magic, it's determined by both. Like there is a collector's market, but it's also determined by the like usefulness of the card in different formats. So like the casual format that everyone plays commander, if a card is good in that, it's going to hold value forever because people are always going to want to buy it for a deck. Whereas if it's a good card for what is considered a standard or modern format, which is like the last year's worth of sets or whatever, you have mm. about a year in which that card's price is going to fluctuate wildly. But as soon as somebody figures out a way to play it in a modern deck or whatever, or a historic deck even, suddenly that card's value is going to like triple overnight. Just, it's just how it is. That's really cool, though. That makes things like fluctuate and not just like have a stale meta yes like whether it's a purchasing meta or a playing like, pl meta. yeah yeah and and yeah, that's that what's interesting about like how the frequency with which they put out new sets where it's like they'll print a card that suddenly has a decent interaction with something that was last printed 10 years ago and suddenly you'll be like oh shit this uncommon from you know 2008 hasn't been reprinted but now it combos with this card that just came out and now everybody wants that uncommon you know, it's. I kind of like stuff like that. That reminds me of the uh, that cookie game I play. Like the first character, you oh, get the, the little gingerbread man, Gingerbrave. He's like this common dude. It's a charge character, so he just runs in and just charges in. And people are like his stats are kind of bad. Like he's not that great. But then over time, the way different characters became meta, like the legendary ones, the people to roll for, like wait a minute, hold on. This guy has the lowest like charge rate in the game, so you could just run and just body check the first person in their team, which will stun them, and let all your other team do this weird stuff. So there's this comp that punches way above its strength grade just because the first guy you get can just run in super hard. Yeah. And there's ways to counter it, but it's like, oh no, we, like, now we need to release a bunch of stuff to counteract that because this dude's so strong by accident. And I'm like... I love that. That's yeah. really cool that you have a fighting chance even if you don't have a ton of money. Yes, and that like that's very similar to Magic. And, and Magic also just has so many different formats that like you don't... Exactly. You know, I'm sitting here saying, like, oh, man, you got to really go out and buy this new set. Like, if you play, like, what's considered quote-unquote popper, which is just commons and uncommons, you don't need to mm -hmm. spend more than $20 on a deck. Like, and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's weird. The, the collector's market and... Then there's this whole thing with Magic called the Reserve List, where it's cards... It's that, like the Disney Vault. It's like it, whiskey. <laughs> it is. It is exactly like the the Disney Vault, where it's it's cards that Wizards of the Coast has basically, um, in marketing and stuff, agreed that they will never reprint. So things from like the first few sets they ever put out, that they're like, hey, we're never going to print Black Lotus again. You know, that's the card that everyone knows that's worth like... $25,000 or more at this point. I think the last one went for 150000 Like, it's it's stupid. So they don't want to print more to, like, change the market or anything like that? Right. And and basically, even if they wanted to, like, you know, and people are always it like, feels well, like a feels like a, like, a, like a breaking of a gentleman's agreement kind of thing. It, like. That's what people, like, would, would, would assume or, like, kind of say. But, like, they've also put it in so much marketing and so many statements and, like, company, like, you know, um... Uh, earnings like calls company. like and stuff like that that if at some point they were like ah fuck it we're gonna print another black lotus they would get sued so quickly because people <laughs> bought these things as investments which uh -huh. is a bad idea which but... to be fair is not the smartest investment no and you know because like in, in, other than black lotus like there are other cards that are like the original dual lands so lands that tap for two different types of mana or whatever 
They're never. Now, do re- they? Are, are they going to reprint a card that has the same function as Black Lotus, with just like not the good art or anything like that? So it's like, hey, I still want to play this. No. Not even the function. They they have printed a lot of plays on Black Lotus, like Nyx Lotus, Gilded Lotus, like all of these different cards that are like basically hey, the same. <laughs> hey, well, not really, because Black Lotus is like it's a zero, so it's a zero cost card. You play it, you sacrifice it, and you can get three mana of any color. Very good card. Every other Lotus they've printed since then has been like, you have to pay three mana and then it can tap for two mana or whatever. Like, it's, you know, it's always like not as good. They're uh, higher, higher, like, uh, qualifications. Yeah. Like... So it, it, it's just, you know, they have that reserve list of things they will never print. But the, the reason people were mad about this set is this, the card that got reprinted, Imperial Seal, was never on the reserve list. But people were like, oh... But they'll never reprint it. That's why it's worth like two thousand dollars in the original printing. Yeah, you, you, yo, people got lost in that <laughs> NFT sauce of yeah. just speculating yeah, on got, everything. Yeah, you got man. fucking played, man. <laughs> yeah, like they like when people were all mad about it, they were like, "Hey, that wasn't a reserve list card. Like they could have reprinted it whenever they wanted, you know." And yeah, congratulations, you played yourself. Yeah, which is again why I say like, "Hey, like these." Uh, like don't don't buy these as investments. Like yes, like yeah. the, the way you buy should because you want them. Like, buy them because you want them, and like you know that yes, this set has a lot of monetary value in it. But the way that I have you, you should look at it, or I think it's a good idea to look at, it, is that whatever money you're putting into it, maybe you get a couple cards that like cover that cost, but you can't expect to get that cash back. What you can expect is maybe to trade that in and get more cards of like that same value or whatever. You know, it's... Yeah, the the market for trade is always going to be much more like beneficial yes. than the market for cash because the like the people buying it from you are expecting to turn that around and yes, so like on a profit as well. Basically, once you have already put that money into this like economy, or this card economy, or whatever, just mm-hmm. always think of it as you're not getting that money back out of that. <laughs> like Yeah, it's like I have a card now. Yeah. Like, like maybe you buy a pack for, you know, eight dollars and you get a card worth two hundred in it, and that's like a blind box, it's gambling. Like you might. That might happen. And you can turn that into probably like a hundred dollars of cash, because like you're never gonna get that full value or whatever. But you could also be like, Hey, I got this two hundred dollar card, I'm gonna go trade that to a store for $175 of credit of store and credit. just get a whole bunch more stuff. And that's how you play Magic. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you that's... play the Magic stock market. Yes, yeah. That's how you play Magic. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally learned how to play Magic. Yeah, the Magic well, stock market. You're right. We could do another podcast on how to play Magic. It's called Read the Fucking Card. <laughs> <laughs> In the in the words of a guy who's not doing what he used to do, them's the bricks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, note that we did not, uh, we, we poured one out for the the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh, but not for another notable Japanese death this week, and that's kind of for on purpose. Anyway, yes. here's the social media. Um... <laughs> it wasn't Hideo Kojima. He didn't do it. Hideo he didn't Kojima do it. did He's not innocent. do it. Free Hideo Kojima hashtag um yeah so social media biz um if you want to find us on the internet we are character reveal on instagram and facebook we're character reveal in your podcast catcher of choice uh we are character rev on twitter uh if you find us in your podcast catcher you could leave us a rating and a review that would be cool um if you leave funny one maybe we'll read it online or on the show like uh 
like they do on Homestuck Made This World. Um, that would be fun. It's I would do that. Gimmick. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, you can also find us in your browser at characterreveal.simplecast.com. Um, and you can support us at patreon.com slash character reveal. Um, you can also, uh, whatchamacallit, you can find Dom at Brother Dom, anywhere he wants to be found on the internet. You can find Eric at Tindy Losi under the same conditions. You can find me at Hellastef on Instagram, Captain Steph on Twitter, and the Snow Queer on Tumblr. Um, and you can support the HarperCollins, uh, Union Strike Fund by going to HCP Union on Instagram or Facebook, or not Facebook, Instagram or Twitter, and you'll find those links. Or just linktree, like linkter.ee slash HCP Union. <laughs> um, you can also support us, like this podcast, meaning not just me and <laughs> yeah. my, co- my fellow workers. Yeah, you can support us by buying coffee, Grinding Coffee Company. Coffee for gamers and streamers and anybody who drinks coffee. They are our sponsor, and they are a great company to work with. They have lots of different types of coffee. You know, think grounds, beans, K-cups. They got what you need and give you the energy you need to, to survive your days. Uh, they have lots of different flavors. It's pretty tasty. Uh, we've had it several times, and not one it's of so those tasty. times has been bad. <laughs> so if you want to join the hype train... Uh, you can follow our link in the description or go to the website and use offer code character reveal for 10% off your order. Helps us, helps you, helps them. It's triple win, www. It's, it's great. And that's how you go to the website. Uh, Grinding Coffee Company. Check them out. Offer I was like, code it's a character w- reveal. <laughs> I was like, what What website is he saying? It's a www. Dot. What? <laughs> but dot. no, you were saying it was a triple W in the terms of triple win. Yeah. Just I like understand. in Mega Man Battle Network, the World 3, the www wild name for an organization <laughs> but they did it several times oh listeners thanks so much for joining us on another episode i'm gonna go live life you all should Hell too yeah. and thanks for listening to us and until next time see you later bye, bye.